There's a future where AI is fully integrated with everything from customer onboarding to upgrades, where automated video can power self-service on a mass scale. But what about right now, right this minute? Where does AI fit in? Welcome to the Video Voyager's Edge of AI podcast, powered by Videate. We're exploring where no one has before, the transformative impact of AI and video automation on customer success. In each episode, we talk with industry experts and visionary practitioners to explore real-life stories of innovative AI video applications in the world of SaaS. Together, we're going to find out what we can do with AI and video automation right here, right now. Let's get started. Hey, it's me, your host, Audrey Lecker. And today we're exploring the topic of AI and customer data, especially as it pertains to customer success. And I am absolutely thrilled to introduce today's guest, Mary Poppin. Mary is a towering figure in the customer success and customer experience space with an illustrious career spanning more than two decades. Hot off the presses, actually, she has recently started as president of Horizon's Employee Experience Division. Notably, she has authored the book, Goodbye Churn, Hello Growth, which is a go-to resource for those aiming to harness customer data and insights. Mary, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Audrey. It's good to see you. It's good to see you too. Okay, so the very first question is a bit of a hot take, and it's the question that's on everybody's mind, which is, is AI going to take all of our jobs? Oh my gosh, there's so much swirling about AI right now. It's really interesting because I think about AI being applied for the past decade in so many different aspects of the business world where people really didn't even know it was working in the background. However, AI is getting a lot of attention right now from the content generation perspective, and that's really where people are um, excited and focused. I do also feel like when we say AI now, people just think about content generation. For me, AI goes so much further to bringing value by being able to look at patterns in data and look at trends and be able to pull insights in seconds that we as you know humans oh, would have taken months or years to be able to find. You have to know what you're looking for in data to be able to ask the right questions to get answers. And so the real power of AI is in that capability to bring insights to us on content, on personalizing customer experiences. So there's so much more to AI than what's being really focused on today. But it's not going to take our jobs. <laughs> I think it's going to help us do our jobs better. But AI has really come to the forefront as an opportunity to also change the way we work. And that's what I think we're going to see more of. Yeah, I think it's really exciting. I don't know how much you know about Star Trek, but I'm a big Trekkie. And so when I see all the things that are happening with AI, I see this really awesome Star Trek future where the only way that we can get to the stars is with the help of collaborating with something like AI. But the way that they do science in Star Trek is like they are working with computers and AI to kind of help solve these like intergalactic missions and whatever. And it's fiction, but they are the ones who are still in the driver's seat. Like the AI is running analyses for them, but they are still having to be the scientist to think about what questions to ask, if that makes sense. So that 
kind of sounds like I'm just a nerd. So <laughs> that just kind of sounds like to me what I was seeing in my mind's eye when you were talking. Yeah, no, I love that. It's a great analogy. I love Star Trek, Star Wars. But I think one of the things we have to be really careful of is people trusting AI to the point too that there's no longer verification or validation. So there is the opportunity to run into situations where people are leveraging the wrong insight or information, you know, because the danger is if we trust it too much without using human expertise to train it, to validate it. So I use ChatGPT a lot, but I always have to edit. And I'm also very wary of asking it to write things or create things that I'm not an expert in because it'll say something that sounds amazing, but it's a complete hallucination. <laughs> and so it might not be true. That's a really good point. I think that there was a friend of mine posted a blog last week on verifying the information that you're reading through if you don't see sort of an article referenced or you don't see a source referenced for specific information that's shared, that should be a red flag and something that yourself validate to see if the information is accurate. So even if you have trusted sources, you know, maybe AI produces something that is valid and helpful one time doesn't mean that the next time it's going to have it right. So it should always be sort of that ongoing questioning and validating. Yeah, I agree. I want to talk more about that data, but I've got a few questions. Okay, so AI, especially as it pertains to video, it's obviously only going to continue to get better and better and more commonly used. How do you see video fitting in there? And then especially like AI and video together fitting in? So I think for me personally, I see it going to video creating a more personalized experience and a more real connection early on for companies with, you know, their prospects. And then that turning into, you know, more business opportunity, hopefully accelerating that. And that's where I see video coming into play being, again, you can scale it and make it personalized. And it takes the communication to another level where we really haven't been able to get to in the past. So I think that's really exciting. I think using video for things like training or QBRs, right? And, and being able to maybe even ultimately it'd be cool if you could do a kind of a QBR without even having to be present, if that makes sense. You sort of record the key information that people need to know, and then you're able to share it with not only the executive sponsor at your customer, but like the entire executive team. Right. And it's a brief video that touches on very specifically the improvements that have been made through the relationship. And so the prep time reduces, you know, the time to schedule meetings, but the impact can be very powerful through video. So I'd love to see something like that, hopefully in the near future. That's a great idea. I never would have even considered, you know, automating the QBR video. That seems totally doable given the direction that all of this is heading. I was just going to say, when you have a really long tail customer segment, that's really hard to touch. Doing a QBR with them is virtually impossible because you just don't have the time or the resources. And you can send them reports and digital QBRs that way. But if you could do a video, that creates so much more of that relationship just by seeing someone, right? 
I agree. Yeah, and QBRs are so important also to just get the lay of the land. So how do you see it evolving specifically within the customer success and customer experience space over the next couple of years? One of the things that I'm very passionate about is the ability to predict what customers want or need so you can truly create an amazing experience for them and provide even greater value right, in the partnership and ongoing And I've thought for quite some time, technology's got to get to the point where we can get ahead of our customers and truly be that trusted advisor, but not from a blanket sort of best practice perspective, but from a personalized, unique customer journey. So every customer has their own journey. We are getting closer and closer with AI to what I'm calling customer intelligence, what we're working on at Involve.ai is the ability to truly use AI and machine learning to understand individual customers' behaviors and trends over time so that we can start to predict what are they going to need? When will they need more licenses? When will they need more training? When will, and from support tickets, be able to generate onboard customers You know, in a different way, it actually will lead to greater adoption and greater upsell you know, in six months. And so those are the kinds of relationships in the data that have been a little bit, you know, tricky, unless you have a full data science team in-house who, again, know what questions to ask, you know, that's where AI, I think, is going to play a huge game-changing opportunity is looking across millions of data points, both within an organization and across an industry. So that way, customer teams can proactively get right? Involved with customers and help guide them in the right direction early instead of being reactive or even proactive from a kind of a best practice perspective. It can truly change the way we interact with customers from a very personalized perspective. So when you say being proactive and that data allowing you guys to be proactive as a company, what does that kind of look like on the ground level? Like when you have this data, you know that say when X happens, then they'll need more licenses or something. What does that enable then companies to be able to do? So companies can start to predict what their revenue is going to look like and what it's going to take to you know, secure that revenue. Then customer teams are going to have the actions and the tools to be able to bring that to reality. So if you know customers will likely need licenses after, you know, X adoption percentage, that is a perfect time for arming your CSMs with the conversational tools and the systems to be able to provide customers that information proactively and then secure that additional revenue. So you can start to accelerate growth and revenue in ways that we haven't really been able to do before. Oftentimes you wait for the renewal or the conversation with the customer to ask for more services, for example. But with AI, you can start to look at the data and start to predict when they're going to need that. And you can proactively have those conversations. Cool. Thank you. So in your book, it's kind of related, actually, it's exactly related to what we were just talking about when it comes to the customer data. So in your book, Goodbye, Churn, Hello, Growth, you emphasize the importance of harnessing that customer data. So in your experience, I'm just super curious, what was the most surprising insight that you were able to glean from customer data? And what impact did having that data end up having? One of our customers had invested very significantly in 
certifying their customer base on their products. And the thought was that if they reach this certain certification level, they'll be that much more successful with the product. The reality was, and they had four levels of training that customers would go through. The reality of the relationship was only level one of the training made a difference at all to the success of their customers. And so they were spending all of this time pushing customers to get to level four certified and also spending all of their resources, right, on their top customers to get them trained and certified. When they uncovered that information, it really changed how they were addressing all segments of their customers. So they switched to ensure that, you know, thousands of customers who were sort of the smaller customers or mid-market got to level one training. And they saw a huge increase in not only retention of customers, but adoption and then upsell increased by about 50% for existing customers because they were able to target what they needed to be successful. So that was uncovered simply through the data and analyzing those trends to see what behaviors would drive right those successes. What they thought was driving it was completely wrong. And they were investing really heavily in that area, which wasn't really having an impact. I had a question about personalization because you've mentioned that personal aspect a few times, actually. So I wanted to follow up on that. So personalization is a significant aspect of customer success. And you've kind of already answered part of this question, but I'm curious if you have other thoughts on what role AI will play in the personalization of customer experiences in the future. So one of the things that has really been challenging is communicating with customers at the right level at the right time, right? And this actually is true for all of go-to-market because it affects prospects too. The type of communication you send an executive sponsor is oftentimes different than what you would send like an administrator, system administrator, right? Or an end user. So being able to break out, have a communication strategy driven by AI that personalizes content at the right time for the right level in the organization means it's that much more likely to be read, right? And it will continue to learn. So based on the preferences of each individual in those roles at those companies, you know, can help communication start to be even that much more personalized. So as an executive sponsor, I want product information in my communications, I'll get that. But maybe you, Audrey, all you really want to see is, you know, what's coming from a strategic perspective for the organization. And so your communications start to be tailored in that respect. I think that's something AI can help do in the future. And that's been sort of a vision to be able to get to for customers, but it's not really possible today. So that's where I think that could really make a difference. Yeah. And that's, you're right. That's not something that would be possible just doing manually, but that would be so powerful to have those completely personalized reports, essentially, or communications. Yeah. I think it would be amazing. People would actually read them right now. You can share as much information as you want, but getting people to read it is the hard part, right? And so if if you're getting something that's tailored to you, you're more likely to, to look at it. And that's a large part of my job too, is like finding that balance between what are people actually going to read or click on or what's interesting to them or useful to them. 
So I'm very fascinated by that. So as we begin to integrate AI and use it, for example, to personalize some of these things, how do we make sure that the use of AI doesn't detract from the human element of customer success? Yeah, that's a great question. So I'm going to go to like the digital QBR focus for long tail customers. Let's say you have 10,000 customers who are on sort of digital path or self-service path. They don't have CSMs assigned when they do support tickets, right? They have a bot they interact with. And for all intents and purposes, the only people they see in your company would be their salesperson or the account manager. If we do it right, we could create a personalized journey for those customers. We could infuse a human touch point because we'd have the bandwidth, more of the bandwidth than we have today, to create an interaction point in the customer journey that would be, you know, a human relationship. And we would know the right time in the journey that it would be meaningful. So we would be able to pinpoint that. And that's where I think AI could really be helpful. So looking for those opportunities to infuse a greater relationship or partnership element outside of just technology is something I think we can uncover and get to that point. And that's where it would drive a much more meaningful partnership between a company and their customer. It would no longer be like the, I'm purchasing this, you're a vendor, right? I hate the word vendor, by the way, but it goes from being you're a vendor to your partner. Because a vendor is very much just a, a give and take, right? Relationship. It's very tactical. When you have a relationship, then you can call someone, right? A partner. You have much more likelihood that you're going to be able to keep that customer because you actually have a relationship. It isn't just that you're a vendor and they're looking for the best price. They're actually looking for the best, you know, partnership and the best outcomes, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes total sense. What are some common misconceptions about AI and automation in the context of customer success? One, I think, is that people think automation will just reduce. It basically takes away the human element instead of looking at automation as an opportunity to more strategically leverage the customer you know, relationship. Just because you're automating something doesn't mean you're completely cutting out a human interaction. It's the opportunity to define when that human interaction is the most meaningful and then automate those things that really are less valuable or can be delivered effectively, you know, in an automated way. What are some emerging AI trends that you believe will significantly impact customer success? My hope is that AI will be leveraged by, you know, all organizations to look at the historical data that you have been collecting for years and years and use it to start to predict, right, what your customers are going to want and need and arm your customer teams, your account managers, your customer success managers, your support teams with those predictive insights so that they can really start to tailor the customer experience. But it also helps set your employees up for success right? Because you're giving them information and opportunities to bring more value to their customers. And in their role, they can be more strategic. They can be more innovative. They have the information at their fingertips to make good decisions. And so now you're kind of creating heroes out of your employees to be able to provide a better customer experience, also creating a better you know, customer experience, more personalized so it's just a matter of doing something with the data that you already have, that you've been collecting for years and applying AI in a way that you can 
start to uncover those trends and patterns that, again, like we talked about earlier, you may not know the questions to ask, but let AI inform you of the story. You know, let AI help uncover relationships that you may not even know exist. And that's your opportunity to dig deeper once those insights are uncovered to say, why is that? You know, why is there a relationship between safety and employee engagement? (laughs) Why is there a relationship between customers who upsell in two months versus six months versus nine months? Like what causes that? And those are the things that you can really start to dig into. To me, that is really exciting. It's something we haven't had at our fingertips. You know, as a functional leader standing in front of a board, you know, giving information on what's making our customers successful, for example, a lot of times it's a guessing game. You think a new program you've rolled out is what's making the customer successful, like a training certification, right? When the reality is the data will tell you it's not that, it's the fact that you respond to their support inquiry in less than 24 hours that makes them successful. Those are the kinds of things that. If a business leader had that information going into you know, a board meeting, they would be able to definitively say, these are the things that are working and here's where I'm going to write me more resources to make this even more successful. And so it's no longer a guessing game of what's making your customer successful, but you'll actually know. Yeah. So I would love to hear more about kind of what you're working on now. Yeah. And you did mention the book. So maybe just a little bit, the reason that I decided to write the book when I did is because I had, you know, over a decade being chief customer officer in SAP for Glint and then part of LinkedIn, Success Factors, by the way, which is part of SAP. And having the opportunity to build the customer experience. But part of that was not being able to easily measure what was successfully driving you know, value for our customers versus what really didn't have much impact or driving where they weren't happy with us, right? And so a lot of it was a guessing game. Measuring customer health has always been sort of a guessing game too, based on the what data you have available and how you like look at a benchmark of a successful customer. And so what I was really excited about with Involve is that we had an opportunity to help companies take all of this data for functional leaders like chief customer officers or chief revenue officers and provide insights, you know, quickly and real time that were accurate and would help make decisions on where you should focus resources, changes. And so the book was really meant to help other leaders think about how do you leverage your customer data? How do you leverage insights on your customers to create this predictive, personalized, proactive opportunity and really roll out a unique and differentiated experience for your customers, which ultimately results in you know, employees being happy and companies getting more revenue. So there's this linkage between customer experience and engagement, employee engagement and satisfaction, and the company results. And if you use the data to bring kind of all of that together, it's incredible and game-changing for companies. And so now what I'm focused on is building a services organization that will help companies build out their employee experience programs so that, right, they can help impact customer experience and ultimately improve their organizations. So it's really about putting employees and customers both at the center of what you do 
in order to drive business success. But to me, the biggest focus is what does that do to your customers and to your employees as people? It really makes a difference in their lives when they, you know, are coached and developed and given feedback and have opportunities to be successful and for customers to, you know, be able to implement solutions or drive results that give them visibility in their own organizations and be successful. And when you have both of those things working at a high level, you've got, you know, just goodness all over. And if you're the company providing that, you know, there's, you're unstoppable. So I think I would love to know what excites you the most about AI and automation over the next few years? People's success. So the application of AI to improving you know, employee and customer experiences means you're impacting people's lives in really positive ways, which impacts organizations, it impacts you know, culture globally. I mean, there's just goodness to be had across the world. That sounds awesome. And I think like also hearkening back to something that you'd mentioned about enabling us to become better partners to each other rather than just like a vendor customer relationship. I hate the viewer. <laughs> if you're a vendor, I feel like, yeah, I mean, anytime that I've met with a customer and they've referred to my team or company or me as a vendor, I feel like it's a knife in the gut. It automatically, I feel like I failed. And it's because no matter what you're providing to that customer, it should very much be a partnership. I mean, even the most basic solution that's being deployed, there should be some sort of partnership feeling, right? And so, yeah, I just really don't like the word vendor because to me, it just indicates a, very, a lack of value and a lack of partnership. Oh, yeah, that makes total sense. And it kind of eliminates like that human relationship part of it as well. Now I'm going to feel a type of way about using the word vendor. <laughs> you may as well be buying a sandwich, right? Or a can of pop or something through a vending machine. The opportunity to do an upsell or or go back in and even talk about value when you're called a vendor. It's a real uphill battle in my experience. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, we are at the end of our time. Thank you so much, Mary, for joining us today and for being our very first guest on our podcast. It's been wonderful having you here. Thank you for having me. It was really good to see you, Audrey. Video Voyager's Edge of AI is powered by Vidiate, the number one trailblazer in the world of video AI and automation. With Vidiate, it's fast and easy to create, update, and globalize your video library with every new software release. Learn more on our website at vidiate.io. Keep up to date with technology's role in shaping the future of customer experience. Search for Video Voyagers on Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to stuff. And don't forget to subscribe, leave us a review if you like us, but not if you don't, and stay tuned for more. See you next time.